0: following is a furnished brothers production ladies and gentlemen welcome to the talking buds podcast it is the talking buds podcast it's the talking buds podcast folks talking buds podcast season two talking buds podcast let's go All he's got to do is get in the weight room and, oh, baby, he'll be a good pro in no time. Good pro. Stinks. Absolutely stinks. Stanley Cup? How about let's just run around? What a dummy. You just know that Babs was looking to see if there was any gas left in the tank of that good pro. This. 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 This is the Talking Buds Podcast. And now, here's your host, Rob and Ryan. I was starving, I need to my belly flow. From up north, we get cold, you need a heavy toe. Scared to end up on a shirt before a centiphobe. Devil on my back, target on me, belly toe. Play the keys, don't tweet. It's not peace, don't speak. 24, no sleep. This is real, no tweet. My bros for life, can't break this lane. Family on my side. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Talkin' Buds podcast. Ryan, this is a milestone episode for us, buddy. Do you know why that is? Is it a big 4-0? This is our 40th episode of Talkin' Buds. 40 episodes. A nice round number. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Nice round number indeed, buddy. Oh, yeah. 40 episodes. Let's get this thing on the road. And I wish... That I could start it off by saying, episode number 40, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a positive one. I'm afraid, after having just watched the Maple Leafs lose 5-4 to to the New York Islanders, I don't know if this is going to be the most positive of episodes that we've ever done. Yeah, that is sometimes the problem when you start recording immediately after watching a hockey game like that like it it, you're we're gonna have to bring it down to a, a more um chill level because right now as we speak i am hot about watching that hockey game and what happened in that hockey game so let's wait a few minutes before we get into that um then and let's just go over the week that was since we last spoke last saturday night the uh, Maple Leafs lost in a shootout, 3-2 to to the Philadelphia Flyers. Ryan, the most notable thing out of this game, and more than notable, actually, massive news, is Mitch Marner left the game, ugly-looking fall on his ankle, and it was revealed on Sunday that he will miss a minimum of four weeks with a high ankle sprain. Your thoughts on the Marner injury? Yeah, just one of those plays. Doesn't look that bad. Kind of harmless. But when you see a guy just immediately drop with a kind of an awkward movement, usually that's what—that's when you kind of think to yourself, that could have been really bad if he's dropping after no contact and just, it, it looked like something really went wrong when he went down. Following night, the Leafs are in Chicago and just decide that they didn't want to play in the first period. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh my god, you want to talk about one of the worst, worst first periods of hockey you will ever see in your entire life. Go back, watch that first period of that hockey game. Holy, they were just horrendous. It was Horrendous. Ugly. It was ugly, but they, they battled back. Uh, they battled back, made a game out of it. Yeah, they got 57 up, uh, shots. 57 shots, 57 I shots. Yeah. But still ended yeah. up losing 5-4 to yeah. the Blackhawks. Yeah, it's going to segue into this game, but you can make the comebacks you want, have as many shots as you want, but you have a first period like that, yikes, hard to come back from. Before we get into the reviewing this Islander game, Ryan, I understand that you have something you'd like to say about a certain player's performance over the weekend. Yes, everybody, stop what you are doing at once. Listen to my voice, as much as this pains me to say. I thought that number eighty-eight, eight-eight, William Nylander was the best player for the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday and Sunday. Oh. Now, in 40, it took you 40 episodes to say that. Yes, and I... It, oh, man, it hurts. It hurts, and that's before we got into tonight. Tonight kind of might have just... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't love them tonight, but I will admit I'm not going to just stand my ground and be one of these American media, stand by my take no matter what happens. I will admit when I am wrong, and I will say that William Nylander... Against the Flyers on Saturday, against the Blackhawks on Sunday, was the best player for the Maple Leafs offensively and created the most opportunities in those two hockey games, as much as it pains me to say it. Going into this one tonight, Ryan, the Islanders have won 11 of 12, one of the hottest teams in the National Hockey League. Um, The crowd tonight was not, I don't think they'll ever top um, their performance. La- from last February, the first time Tavares oh, that, was yeah, back yeah, in never, Long Island, yeah, that was yeah. that was brutal. I don't think they'll ever top that. But they, this crowd tonight was still pretty lively. They had the "We don't need you" chant going as soon as the puck dropped in the first period. Tonight was Zach Hyman's first game back. Ryan, what did you think of his performance? I thought he was Zach Hyman light, like guy four-checked hard, still skated hard. On the broadcast, they mentioned a couple times how how great he looked. I thought that was kind of overextending. I didn't think he looked that great. It's tough it's coming back from an injury like that, and you can train all you want, practice all you want, until you get into the game. It's not going to be the same thing. You're going to be exhausted. So I didn't really have the highest expa- expectations for him tonight. So I thought he was. I thought he was okay. Leafs looked all right to start this game. Traded chances with the Islanders for the for for the better part of the first uh, period. Um, just over five minutes to go in the first. Andreas Janssen with a no look behind the back oh. drop pass oh. <laughs> that ends up on the stick of Matt Barzell, who makes a nice little move to get away from William Nylander, puts it right on the stick of Eberly, past Freddie Anderson, one nothing New York Islanders. Yeah, Nylander could have had that puck, like he yeah, he, he could have had a chance to bat it away. He did for a second, but then and then he just kind of quit, and the guy just went right by him. I think Muzzin and Riley were stuck out there for that shift, and once that turnover happened in the neutral zone with Janssen, which I don't know what the hell he was doing. What are you doing? You're not no-look backhand. Like, ooh, great. Uh, just no-look no, no look backhand just outside your own blue line. Yeah, like, like what are you doing, man? Yeah, like, terrible. And then Muzzin and Riley are stuck out there. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm almost 100% sure it was Muzzin and Riley struck, stuck out there. And then I Nylander doesn't right. win that battle. And then they're just kind of out of position. They leave a guy wide open. Like, it's it's like, great. They're, they, they played well for the first 10 minutes. And so then that happens. And you're like, oh, man, this year, it's just a first period barrage against them. And they just have to constantly play from behind. Crowd starts chanting, Barzi's better after that goal. Yeah, like, whatever. Like, they're fans. They're going to they're gonna do... I'm kind of over the whole chanting. They, they should be over it by now. They've done pretty well without him. Should be over it. The Islanders completely take over after scoring that goal. Ryan dominating the Leafs. This results in Dermott taking a tripping penalty. And on the ensuing penalty kill, Bavillier scores... 2 nothing Islanders, and we're just sitting at home watching this going, oh, boy. Yeah, and that's— Here we go again. That's 26 goals allowed in the first period this season total, which leads the league. And it's like you can't—it's not a recipe for success to be constantly fighting from behind and battling from behind. Like, you gotta—they played okay for about 12 minutes of this period, but when it really gets away from them, Rob, it really gets away from them. And it's, yeah, it's, and it's, it's like happened, they, they're Ryan, down 2 it nothing. Repeatedly, and you're like, dude. what are we doing? Like, here we go again. I want yeah, to watch a game repeatedly. where they're going to be in it. They're going to be dominating. They're going to they're gonna take it to them. They're going to show us something. But instead, it's like, oh, they're down 2-0. Great. I don't even know if they can come back from this. Ryan, we haven't seen them do that once all year. Like, it's just, it's so frustrating this season, man. Like, it's crazy. Oh. <sighs> Can you tell me how many combined shots Matthews and Nylander had in the first period? Zero. Yeah. They were nowhere yep. in the first period. Yeah. Nowhere. No one 43%. was anywhere. No, Matthews in particular, man. Uh, we'll talk more about him when we wrap this up. But uh, Austin Ma- awesome Matthews was horrendous tonight. Like he, he, was, he was invisible. No, he was like... Uh, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say horrendous because that, that would require me to notice him He was an absolute non-factor tonight. Yeah, nowhere. Nowhere. No, 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 nowhere. 43 seconds into the second period, Kapanen tips in a point shot from Dermot, which was initially tipped by John Tavares, so he gets an assist on it, and that is Johnny T's 100th point as a Maple Leaf. Nice. And what I liked about this goal, it was kind of a fluky goal, Kapanen in the right position, about time a bounce kind of went their way, but I'm just happy that Johnny T... Got that goal. That line got that goal with Mar being out. It's so important that Johnny produces on that line with other wingers and earns his $11 million a year that he's getting paid and bring up the people who's playing around him. So just seeing that goal produce a goal no matter how it went in. I felt good about that. And it was early in the period. So it still gave them a chance to get back into it. And this is why this game was so weird the Leafs completely took over after this, like dominated. It was like a fifteen minutes dominated. Where they the absolutely period. dominated the Islanders. Yes, yeah, dominated them for for fifteen minutes. I don't think the Islanders had a shot. Uh, Willie Nylander has a nice little given goal, given go goal. Excuse me, with Andreas Janssen makes it two uh, two. I have beauty goal written here. The Islanders go eleven plus minutes without registering a shot on goal. Yeah, and. Back to what I said earlier in the episode with Willie Nylander, was tonight his best game? No. Is he the best 4 trekker in the world? Hell no. But if you're going to play like he does and be a skilled hockey player, the only way you could be forgiven for your play and for people getting on you is if you produce. So if he continues to get a point each game and produce and bring something, then that will make up for the other areas of his game that he absolutely sucks at. So I was happy to see him get that because that will keep people like me off his back if at the end of the year he goes, well, I had a point of game this year, so what do you got to say? You know, like. When I watch these games, I rapidly take notes. So I find when we do these reviews, I go back and I see things that I've written that I forgot that I wrote. And right here I have written in my notes, the Islanders finish every check. Oh yeah, um, just riling up that crowd. Yeah, and like just, just and they play with guys. a sense of like yeah, yeah. And they play with a sense of like like passion and emotion, and they just like like they're just they just want to win. You get the vibe off that team. Yeah, and another thing I'll add about that Matthews line with Nylander, even though Nylander's playing a little bit better, is like that goal tonight again is is created off a turnover from the Islanders in the neutral zone or a kind of point pass turnover in the O zone for the Islanders. So with that line is right now capitalizing on those turnovers in the O zone and D zone. But again, like that line is not giving me much in the in the way of offensive zone time and cycling the puck and wearing defensive pairings down and lines down. They're just capitalizing on turnovers. They're not They've always been that way. Dominating. They, they they attack through the neutral zone with speed, come flying over the opposing blue line, and get one, maybe two shots on net, and it's back the other way. They've always been that way, but I have a they've hard time accepting it now. Way. Like it's yep. like yeah, they can't. They've always been that way, but now it's just like what we've seen so far this year is it's not good enough. And no, they're all talented enough. hockey players. They're not idiots. They're not they're not Freddie the Goats out there. They're all they're guys with, Short. yeah, they're they're guys with all the talent in the world, and strong dudes and and big dudes, guys who work out and train in the off season, and I are men. It's just, Ryan, I get I get the uh, like, and I, I want to get into this later, but like, I, I get the vibe when I watch them, like they haven't figured any of that out. Like they, this is a team that is just totally lost. No, I it's just. Doesn't know what its identity is. Doesn't know what it's good at. They're damn sure not good at. Their identity is not good at special teams. I can tell you that. No, their right special now. teams is is below the bottom. It's at the bottom half of the league. Power play yeah. and penalty kill. Yep, it's horrible. Like that's that's not a recipe for success. Like it's just whatever. Just let, let, let's hear about the rest of this catastrophe of a hockey game. 245 left in the second. Tyson Berry inexplicably blows the zone early for no apparent reason. Bovillia gets a chance in front of the net and sneaks one through Freddie Anderson's five hole. Second shot on net at this point in the period for the Islanders, and it goes in. Like Freddie's got to have that. And I have written here, Ryan, Leafs in a nutshell. It's like the the team stinks, Freddie's standing on his head, the team's dominating. Freddie lets in a weak goal. It's it's just it's the Leafs in a nutshell. Yeah, and, and hold hold on a second though. Like Muzzin and Barry on that play, in particular, Barry's already blowing the zone and Muzzin has the puck and he's a, he's about to make what is supposed to be his outlet pass to his winger on the boards and gives the puck away and everyone's out. Everyone's going forward. And everyone's ahead of the play and there's two Islanders right behind to the red everyone. Line. And Tyson like, Berry was halfway to the red line. Like the, like the I, I know it's like went through his five hole, you could have had that, but like the guy is the, the Islander was out in front of the net. He was kind of faking the pass across the crease and then he just kind of quickly shot it, but like dude, like you can't have both your defensemen ahead of the play and having two Islanders behind them in for a 2 on 1 against a forward who's playing defense. Like that's horrible. Like you can't do that after you tie the game and you have a chance to come back. It's a it's a Backbreaker. Well, what's happening there, Ryan? Is that just, is that just like boneheaded hockey players? They, is that just, undisciplined? I don't know. Like, 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 like what is going on? I, I, dude. Like, how many times tonight did you watch this game, or when you were watching this game, did you think like different things that were wrong with this hockey team? Like you, every Tons. like you could start with the GM. But Ryan, the it's, coach, it's not. It's players, not ex- like it's not exclusive to this hockey game. It's every night. I know. It's every night, Ryan. I. I you and I do this show. We watch every game. I sit down to watch these games, and before I do, I go, oh, "Here we go!" Like it's like I, I'm not like no, fired it's not up like last year. Them. No, it's nothing like last year, and it wasn't that yeah. far away. It wasn't like two years ago. It, no, it's not, not. It's completely different for some reason. I'm not fired up to watch. I get I get stressed out. I'm like, oh boy, we got to get through this game now. It's like. Man, oh man, because yeah, we not, want to come on this show and talk about how big of a beauty Matthews is and Nylander's scoring a bunch of goals and the third line's contributing but playing good D and Muzzin and Barry aren't blowing the zone and not leaving a two-on-one right in front of their own goalie. Like, I want to talk about that kind of stuff. And it's like, it's getting annoying coming on here and constantly talking about the problems of this hockey team and there's just like nothing can get done about it. One of their best players just got injured. He's gone. They're worse than they were before. It doesn't seem like they're going to fire their coach anytime. You can't take back those contracts that you signed. Like, this is what we have right now. And it's just like, is this, they're a bubble playoff team. Like right now they're a bubble playoff team. They played more games than other teams in their division. And there's Florida, there's Montreal, and there's Buffalo right at their necks with two games played less. And it's like, what what are we doing here? They're they're nine seven and four. Three, they've lost three games they've lost in a row, three straight, and they yeah. won three straight, and they yeah. basically just flush that right down the toilet. It's gone. Yeah, you got a point out of Philadelphia. Way to go! That's not the mentality to have. Well, at least we lost in overtime. No, you've lost three games in a row after winning three games in a row. And you just flushed it down the toilet. It's gone. And then you come out tonight, and you just you you suck. They suck. Like it, it's so frustrating. Well, uh, all right. Let's 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 get through the rest of this game. Okay. So second period ends. Um Leafs up 18-13 in shots. Outshot the Islanders 13-4 to four in that period. Uh, the two teams trade chances to start the third. Leafs go on the power play. Unsuccessful. Um, I, actually, while they're on the power play, they spend the first 30 to 30-45 seconds in their own zone as Casey Zizekas is single-handedly hemming them in their own zone. They just look completely undominated. Yep. Seconds later, Muzzin takes a cross-checking penalty. Stupid, awful penalty. Derek Brassard scores. 4-2 Islanders. Th- and I have written here, third period is the complete opposite of the second. Islanders dominating. Nylander takes a penalty with eight minutes left, and the Islanders go on the power play again. Leafs pull the goalie. Sazikas fires it in, um, from the Leafs. Red line jumps over Matthews. Stick. Five. Uh, two Islanders. See, I'm so flustered now. We got. I'm all flustered trying to read these notes because they're just fired up about the rant we were just going on. <sighs> Minutes later, Justin Hole catches the Islanders sleeping in their zone. Sneaks one pass of our off on the wraparound. Uh, 5-3. 37.5 seconds to go. Johnny T bangs in the rebound in front of the net. Nice to see Johnny T get a goal. 5-4. Too little, too late. Leafs lose. Ryan, let's take a break right now. Let's come back on the other side of the break and deep dive into this. Alright? Are you good with that? Alright. Alright. Let's... all right. Let's take a deep breath. Maybe we'll get through the next segment. I'm not sure though. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the show. If you like the show and want to support us, give us a follow on Instagram at Talkin' Buds Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate all your support. Thank you. Now, let's get back to the Toronto Maple Leaf Podcast for all the buds. This is the Talking Buds Podcast. Okay, Rye. Had a little breather. We've calmed down. Got a little fired up there in the middle of that Leafs Islanders recap. Had to rush through it, recollect ourselves. There's a lot of things to talk about with this disappointing start to the Leaf season because that's what it is. It's a, it's a total disappointment. But I, it's time, Ryan. Like it, it's it's time. I don't understand how Kyle Dubas and Brendan Shanahan can sit up there in the press box night after night and watch this and not at least entertain the idea of firing Mike Babcock. This team plays uninspired night after night after night. Like you watch the way the Islanders play tonight, they play with a sense of urgency they play with some jump, they play with some fire, they play with like passion they play with like and I hate saying that like it's so corny, but it's like it's true and you watch this team and it's like they just kinda like they don't they don't play with any sense of urgency they don't there's no burning desire to win the special teams are atrocious. I saw a great tweet tonight that referenced Dwayne Casey and what a fantastic coach Dwayne Casey is. But it's just like that team had just plateaued with him. And also Dwayne Casey was coach of the year that year as well. Yes. Yeah. It was time to move on and try something new. And it's just like I've said since the beginning of um, since this season started on this show, I've said that I do not see Brendan Shanahan um, giving Dubis the green light to fire Babcock in season, but Ryan, I, I, I don't know how. I honestly don't know how you, you can watch this team's performance and think that it's gonna get any better. It's not gonna get any better. They're they're gonna be like scratching and clawing to get a wild card spot at this point. Yeah, look at the standings. Like just look at the standings. Like it isn't five games in anymore. They're almost they're twenty games in, and they got. They've played more games than other teams. And you look at the point totals for other hockey teams, and it's, they're right up on them. They're right up on them. And tonight drove me crazy. Or this Islander game drove me nuts because it's 5-2. Justin Hall scores a goal. He makes it 5-3. John Tavares scores a goal. makes it 5-4. The shots are only like 30-27 favoring the Islanders. So when we look back on this game this season... It's going to be like, oh, only lost 5-4 to the Islanders, made it a game. But for us Lee fans who actually sit down and watch this hockey team every single game, and I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm speaking for people who agree with me and and say that even though this was a 5-4 hockey game, even though that Chicago game was a 5-4 hockey game, even though they fought to overtime against the Philadelphia Flyers on Saturday night, the way... They play shift by shift. The giveaways, the non time spent in the offensive zone, the way they play hockey, the way the they fall teams behind, special, the special teams right, are horrific. Special teams, hor- horrific. horrific. And they can stay in every game. They can score their goals whenever they want to score them. But if you are watching this hockey team and you cannot accept the fact that. That the way they play is just not good enough to do anything in this hockey, in this NHL, this whole league. Like, you're crazy. Like, they're, they don't look good at all, man. Like, they look horrible. They look uninspired. Which, they look yeah, like they have no heart. Which is no why I'm heart. saying, it's time to, it's time. Like, we can debate um, all day long if, like, the way the team is constructed is, like... If if that's right or wrong, like do they have the right pieces in place to make a run at a cup? We can debate that all all day long, but that that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the fact that this team looks like garbage night in and night out. For and like they haven't, there hasn't been one game this year where from bell to bell they've been good and just dominated a team. No, and look every single game. If you took a poll of all the general managers in the NHL of what roster you'd rather have to start the season. Forgetting everything that's happened this season, and you said, would you rather have the Islanders roster, or would you rather have the Maple Leafs roster? I guarantee you, at least 75% of those general managers would easily pick the Maple Leaf roster. Easily.
1: And then you so watch are- that
0: game tonight, it was 5-4, but they, they, when they were dominating, they didn't get many great chances. And the Islanders, they only had 30-something shots, 30 shots, 31 shots. But they got a million grade A chances. Their power yeah. plays were crisp, clean. Yeah. Million yeah. passes. Their forecheck yeah. was heavy. Their yeah. backcheck was good. Their goalie made yeah. some key stops. Like it's it's not it's it just watch it. Watch yeah. it. It's not yeah. good. Well, that's this is what I'm saying to you. It's like how I don't understand how Dubas and Shanny can sit up there. And Well, I'm going to take... Because you know Dubas is sitting there in his head just waiting for shanny to turn and give him the green light. But it's like, how can you, Brendan Shanahan, sit up there and watch this and watch your team get consistently outworked night after night after night after night after night and still think that this coach is going to get it on the rails? Like, to me, it's just like they're a better team than this. 100%. 100%. Are, they, are, they a, are they a cup contender? Who knows? But they're a better team. They're better than competing for a wild card spot. This, they should oh. be competing for their division. They're better than this. And it, and you, it, they better decide what they're going to do quickly because pretty soon you're going to be in a situation where you're not going to have a chance at winning your division because Boston's going to run away with it. Rob, this is where all the frustration stems from. It's like we're not talking. There's no, there's no Lee Stempniak's. There's no Peter Hollins. There's no P. A. Parentos here. We have legit, talented hockey players who are making huge money. And I don't. I know we said we wouldn't bring up the contracts, but it's a factor. It's a factor when you're watching this. And it's it. That's where it comes from. It's like we expect so much more. They're so talented. So many GMs would love to have this hockey team and see what they could do with it, what they can mold this hockey team into. And it's just like every game, it seems like it's not getting any better. And the name we haven't mentioned all season is Brendan Shanahan. Yeah. We haven't mentioned his name. It's been Babcock. It's been Dubas. It's been the players. But now I know it seems like this, like they're still okay. Like they're not, they're not the Ottawa Senators they're not the Detroit Red Wings. They're not the LA Kings. They're not the Wild. But, but they're better than this. But, they're way better. But they're the be- they're they have a better team. And yes, the amount the nine, of money they're paying four. hockey players, th- that's unex- like, that's not even in the question. Like They have to be in a playoff picture. They have to be a top three team in their division and showing the ability to dominate other hockey teams in this league. And it's not that at all. It's not that. And have, have respectable special teams. It's hor yeah, there's special teams it's hor it's awful. Twenty third in the league on the PK, seventeenth in the league on the power play. Bottom bottom teams bottom teams. Bottom I'm actually shocked to see they're tied for seventeenth on the power play. I would have thought for sure they'd be in the bottom five of the league. I'm actually shocked to see their seventeenth. Because last year they 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 had a really hot start on the power play and it kind of carried them through the entire season. They ended up with not a bad little ranking. But this year it's just been they can't even get in the zone clean. They can't even get no. in the zone. What are they no. doing? Like, no. it's... Man, we are just... I am just... There's no positivity in me right now. And maybe no. people are listening to this being like, you're way overreacting. Like, they're they're, they're right there. Like, I'm, you know what? I'm they sure haven't had a great start. But my the way I look at this team and my expectations for them are a lot different. Like, they just... I expect way more and they have not been delivering on those expectations whatsoever. I'm sure there's a percentage of um, the fan base that is listening and feels that way. But I feel like the vast majority of people, Ryan feel the way you and I agree that I agree. Yeah. This is just, this is just not, not good enough. No, I'm not excited to watch the games. I'm not excited to watch them. Like I sit down and to watch them and I'm like, Oh my God, here we go. Like, and, and then they start playing well And you're like Alright here we go They're putting a They're putting some Putting a little streak Like tonight Dominated The second period Dominated Islanders go 11 plus minutes With a shot on goal And then they just go back The other way Disaster Tyson Berry blows the zone Muzzin Um Also Turns the puck over Boom In the net Freddie oh. Anderson Who is rock solid Most of the time Just decides to go na on that goal And Oh my god! Yeah, and after fighting back, it's like two two. It's like okay, they got a two two restart, refresh, brand new game zero zero, and then they just have to go make a bonehead move like that. It's like that's not the first time I've seen that. That's no. not even close to the first time I've seen something like that. I know it's it's a it's a regular occurrence. Like it's it's a it's brutal. Like it's it's frustrating. It's it's making me go to a place of negativity that I don't want to go. And it's like, I'm not even talking about this year's leaf. Like today, watching this game, I was so frustrated. I was even going back 40 years to how this team hasn't won anything. Like it's, it, I'm so frustrated this season and it's, they, I'm t- what can they do? What can they do? I'm, tell- I'm telling you though. Ryan, like, they they better, like, this could get ugly in a hurry, okay? They're 9-7-4. and four. They've lost three in a row. They've got a back-to-back this weekend against the Bruins. They're yeah, great. And the Penguins. Yeah, and you'll see the new little backup goaltender, Kasimir against the... Kazmir Kaskasuo. Oh, yeah. Legend. Yeah. Legend goaltender. I feel bad for him, man. I'm not going to pick on Kaskasuo. He's, he's, guys should be playing with the Marlies, and he's up here because, um, Hutchison couldn't get the job done, which... Ultimately, is on the general manager who has put the salary cap in in a place where they can't go get a backup goalie because they can't afford one. No. So, and, and, as much as we're sitting here railing on Babcock and saying he needs to get fired, this this whole thing is there's blame to go around. Hundred percent. Like, and at least, and, and, at least this back to back. At least the tougher team is the first night, other than the second night. So at least Babcock's logic. His genius logic, his Albert Einstein groundbreaking logic about starting your number one goalie on the first night, no matter what caliber team you're facing first or second, at least this back-to-back, they are playing the tougher team in the first game, and Freddie will start that game. Can we talk a little bit about Austin Matthews? The guy was absolutely invisible tonight. And he's getting his cookies, he's getting his goals, but I, like, like, have we, is Austin Matthews as good as we all thought he was going to be? Or is he just in a place right now where he's inconsistent, still trying to figure it out and he'll get there eventually? Well, he's got, he's got like 25 points in 20 games. It's pretty damn good. That's not bad. He's in the top 10 and scoring in the league. A hell of a goal scorer. He produces. You can give him that. It's just after that, it's what expectation do you place on Austin Matthews? He's not Connor McDavid. I don't know no. if anyone on here has caught an Oilers game this year and have seen that guy played this season. That guy is on another planet. Well, he's, here's the thing. I'm willing to concede that Austin Matthews is an elite goal scoring offensive talent. Yes. Austin Matthews is not a um, superstar in the sense of a, uh, to your point, a McDavid or a Crosby, um, someone who can take over a game. Yes. And this is the absolute root of this issue when we were talking about Austin Matthews' performance or expectation. He's an elite goal scorer in this league. He's not a player who's you're going to notice every shift constantly dominating the puck, but he's getting paid like he should be doing that. So that is why our expectations are so high for him, even though he's in the top 10 scoring. It's like, that's great. That's exactly what you want from your best player. But when he's occupying so much salary cap and he's supposed to mean so much to your team, your expectations just boom, right through the roof, right through the roof. And you expect way more out of him. And it's it's not like it was last year or two years ago when he was on his entry level. Now it's like, I expect you to dominate on shifts, like cycle the puck, hit somebody, forecheck, get a couple shots on net. Like tonight, don't disappear. Yeah, that's my thing. That's my thing. If you're not gonna take over a game like a like the way uh, McDavid does, like 200 feet, whatever, fine. But like, get your offensive chances. Shoot the puck on the net. Like, d- d- be visible. I know, I know. Do and, something, and there, there, there'll be people who, who, fair. Like I don't have a problem with them defending him, saying, "Well, at least he's produced. It's over a point a game hockey player. That's fine." But we need goal him, in the This league. team is going to win more and go to the next level. He needs to do more than that. Agreed. Hundred percent needs to do more than that, and that is where it- we stand in this whole thing with players like Austin Matthews and William Nylander and Mitch Marner. And John Tavares, they're going to produce. They're going to get their points. They're going to do good things. But it's the added expectations of what you expect them to do above those things that is what gets us so frustrated. And what we know they can do if they really, really were put in the right opportunity or if they tried hard enough to do. And we wouldn't be so frustrated. And this team wouldn't be so brutal. Like, I... It's 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 so crazy at this point that we can like criticize a guy who's over a point a game player to to expect him to do a lot better because of the money he's getting paid and what we expect out of him and our expectations aren't go out there as much as it's great for watch him get his points. Our expectations are that you get past the first round get past the second round. Get past the third round. And you disappearing for large stretches in games? We're not going to win a playoff series with you doing that. It's not going to happen. And we might not even make the playoffs this year. We'll yeah, fighting so it's for like, a wild card spot. So th- that's what I would say to people who are listening to us right now and saying, he's still scoring, he's still a lead goal scorer. It's like, yes, I know he is. Nobody is arguing that fact. It's just when you when all you do is score goals and you can't, you can't take a game over, you can't dominate possession. You can't push a guy off a puck. You can't set up one of your teammates to score. You can't do any of that. All you can do is bang in rebounds. It's like, we're not, we're not going to win a playoffs. We're not going to beat the Boston Bruins in the first round with you playing this way. Period. End of discussion. Yeah, I know. (sighs) Oh, I tell you what, man. This what about, is it's, what about it's good ex- old optimism, eh? What about that, dude? It's Whatever exhausting coming that, on eh? here, dude. It's it's exhausting coming on here every week and just like again, like it's like, are we ever just gonna get to come on here and be like, look at these guys, they're on a roll, like they're dummying everybody. Yeah, either. we got we got to do some fan Co- questions next week or yeah. something. Just a mailbag like, episode. Yeah, we, we do, need we need people yeah. to feed us some different content because if I keep watching hockey games like I watched against the New York Islanders. I'm going to constantly come on here and almost be a broken record and constantly be in the negative side of things because I'm just not impressed whatsoever. So, what happens if they get to Christmas and they're either in like a second wild card spot or outside the playoff picture? I don't know. I it's you said it to me over text earlier. It's you can come up with cases of Mike Babcock why you should be fired but you think that Brandon Shanahan will not okay him getting fired halfway through the season, give well, him the shot think- with the full season, see what happens. I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I think if you fire him in season, regardless, firing him regardless is a hit on Shanny's reputation because Shannon went to the MLSE board and said, let's make this guy the highest paid coach in the league. He's going to come in here. He's going to turn the ship around. So, Regardless, firing him is it, it's it's a it's a hit on Shanny's reputation. So I think if you wait until the end of the season, where they either um, don't make the playoffs or get eliminated in the first round, because this team ain't winning a, a seven game series playing the way they're playing now, it's not happening. It looks a little better, I guess, because then you can say, you know, we brought Mike here. Uh, he got five years. Um, we've decided to go in a different direction, yada, yada, yada. The, the only way he gets fired in season is if they go on some sort of catastrophic run where they lose like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 in a row. That's the only way I see them panicking and pulling the trigger in season. Yeah, but can you afford a, to lose a year like this? No, I, I don't know if you can, especially the way their salary cap situation is like i i don't i don't know if he can like right we were saying like go back and check the tape we were saying before the season started that like this is their cup window they're never gonna have um starting next year they won't be able to afford to pay tyson berry so they're gonna not gonna have the defensive depth which sounds so hilarious now 20 odd games in the season i know it's like to great. say that wow we were so smart weren't yeah. we yeah, like yeah. don't listen to us. Whatever like, happened to man. great old optimism, eh? What happened to seeing Ugh. the glass half full? Not here, <sighs> not me. So we not right br- now. We kind of brushed over it at the beginning of the episode, but talk a little bit about the Marner injury. I I, I was thinking about this injury and Mitch Marner. If you were to rate him importance of players on this team would you rate him above austin matthews i'd say over 50 percent of people would say no but as soon as he went down with that injury and as soon as i saw the way that it was affecting this hockey team not him not him not being on the penalty kill not helping out five on five on the power play it started to kind of make me think that you know what this guy, Austin Matthews, is the centerman. He's the big goal scorer. Goals mean a lot in this league. But when it comes to just motoring a hockey team and and just pushing a hockey team to a place where you can win hockey games in the way he can make plays, I'm starting to believe that Mitch Marner might be the most important player to this roster. Not best player, not most talented player. I mean, just overall importance of how he affects a hockey game when he is involved in playing his best. I'm extremely worried now that this guy's gone and how they're going to react to it, how they're going to respond, how that Tavares line's going to do. It, it, it has me worried. And me thinking that makes me believe that I believe without even admitting it, that I think Mitch Marner is the most important hockey player to this hockey team. Wow. I know. I know. It's He well, when he's at his best, he, you know what, there's a lot of people last year who would have said you that. You want to lean Matthews, but the, the man, the fact of the matter is this guy's led this team in points for for two seasons. And even being out this long, he'll still come back and he'll still be up there. Like he's legit, man. Like well, he, he's he's one of the he's a dynamic penalty killer, creates offense, plays on the power play, he makes other players better, makes Johnny better, makes um, if you got the chance to play with Hyman again this season, makes Hyman better, creates plays, always back checking, always backtracking, always forechecking. I, I it just, I don't know. Like, I never made it before, but after him getting hurt and thinking about everything that he does, I might think he might be the most important player to this team. Which backs up Paul Marner's argument for how much money he's getting paid pretty much well he's still he's still overpaid. still way all, overpaid yeah, yeah they're all yeah yeah That's, but, I, I, but that man. is the last thing I want to talk about right now Ryan is contracts. Oh, yeah. oh yeah but there's a legit argument that he is the most important player and I'm beginning oh, no, to I believe that. that he yeah. might be yeah I don't I don't disagree with you all right let's do uh let's do some bums and beauties hit the music. It's time to find out who's a bum and who's a beauty. Take it away, Buds. The 40th edition, Ryan, of Bums and Beauties. You you were fired up all evening. So, you go first. Bum or beauty you pick? All right, I'll get it out of the way early because it kind of makes me a little sick to my stomach. But I'll make William Nylander the beauty of the week. Oh, it took 40 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, it took 40 episodes. I just want to show the people that you don't have to be set in your ways. You don't have to be stubborn. You can have an opinion. But when you see a guy you don't like and you constantly criticize... Have some success. Play well. You can praise them and admit you were wrong. For just that week, though, I'm not saying forever. I'm not saying forever. This guy could stink the next week. He could easily be back in the bum category for me. No problem. Easy. Snap of the fingers, back in the bum category. But I will admit that a guy I do not love is my beauty of the week, William Nylander. Congratulations. You're my beauty of the week. I'd like to give a special beauty of the week shout out to Elliot Friedman for supporting Movember and rocking that oh. gnarly looking mustache. <laughs> you Legendary. know like Good for him. Yeah. Sure. What his wife good for thinks him about that. For having the stones to rock. Oh, good for him for having the stones to rock that thing, man. Oh, yeah. I'm sure his wife he, uh, is thrilled he... with that decision. Oh, Pumped. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Out of boy oh Elliot. My God. Way to do it for the boys, man. Sweet. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, a lot of names you could call that thing, man. A lot of names. I'm gonna go with um John Tavares as my beauty of the week. You know what, man? Like I tip my hat to the guy. It's brutal to go into that barn tonight and just get like jeered like that by those fans. And like he gets the goal at the end. He just goes uh, stays focused doesn't let it rattle him like i i gotta tip my hat to the guy like like there are times where i do think he looks a little slow and behind the play out there but honestly man like he's i i feel it's like freddie like i feel bad saying bad things about johnny man like he i'm I'm proud every time he goes into that barn and takes that verbal assault and he just doesn't bat an eyelash i'm proud of him johnny t is my beauty of the week yep And it makes you wonder, if you're a Maple Leaf player, why would you not get up for this hockey game when you know that's coming? It's the easiest motivator in the world. But I will move on to my bum of the week. I was going to maybe go after a bearded individual on the Maple Leafs defense. But... Oh, there's... Listen, he had a bad game, but there are there are better candidates. Yeah, I decided to pass that up. And I just go... Decided to go after the coach because the fourth line, bro. And I'm not a huge guy of always discussing the fourth line, but tonight I had enough. You can throw all the face-off, defensive face-off stats you want to throw at me all you want about Nick Shore, about Freddie the Goat. But when that line is on the ice, man, I have no hope. No hope. They are allergic to offense. They can win all the face-offs they want. But when you're not winning hockey games, when you're not a playoff hockey team, I don't care about your D-zone face-offs, man. Clearly, they're not that important. They're but important. Ryan, you look at the ice time tonight, he's he's dude, essentially dude, they, rolling they, the line. they can't score. They're, they're one of the worst yeah. offensive fourth lines I've dude, ever seen have in my tell entire me, life. You don't have to tell me that. That's it's, you, you got to tell Mr. Good Pro behind the bench. It makes me, it like, you know what? I, I don't want to always do this fourth line backup stuff with the Leafs, as I mentioned in the past. Sometimes I think we overplay it. But, like, tonight I'm watching the game, and every time they step on the ice, it's like, there's, there's no offense happening here. I'm not creating anything. Yeah, they might win the odd D-zone draw, but then they skate right off the ice. They don't. They don't cycle the puck. They don't get scoring opportunities. Yeah. They, they're terrible. I'm tired of looking at them. So the fourth line and Mike Babcock for playing them as much as he does or deploying that line the way it is. I'm not saying I'm a Spetsa lover. I'm just saying I don't love that line anyway. It's, he's better. He's better than than. Um, f- I'm sorry. I'm like, sick Freddy of, of Freddie the, the Goat, goat, the goat c- man. Yeah, man. He's I'm sick of the Goat. A- yeah, I know. Come I know. on, like I get I he's skating. Yeah, he looks like he's skating fast. He's not. A, he's a big boy. He doesn't really hit that hard. He doesn't no. forecheck that hard. He's also a, a turnover offense, machine. man. Yeah, I could he's put also the puck in the ocean. ocean. Yeah, yeah, he's brutal. So that's that's my bum of the week. My bum of the week is the general manager Kyle Dubas because this week we had to send Michael Hutchinson back down to the minors and. We can't go out and acquire an NHL. We so we have to call up Kazmir Kaskasuo, who should be in the American Hockey League, who probably isn't ready to come up and be a backup goaltender in the National Hockey League. Nope. But we have no other choice because our cap is in such a place that we can't go out and acquire uh, a legit NHL backup goalie, and that is directly on the general manager we can argue about Babcock's deployment you and I have argued about it I don't think Michael Hutchison was put in any the best situations to succeed this season during all these back-to-backs and whenever Babcock and Babcock's puzzling um, rule where Freddie Anderson must always play the first game but having said that realistically if you look at it from a high level Michael Hutchinson was never the guy and he was put in that situation because he was real at the beginning of the season the only realistic option and that is on the general manager so Kyle Dubas we now have a um, rookie whose um, growth as a hockey player may be stunted I hope I'm wrong but may be stunted by um, this promotion to the big club, and that is directly on you, and the fact that our salary cap is outrageously tight right now. So, Kyle Dubas gets my bum of the week for that. Sorry, Kyle Robert. I have nothing else to say, so just take him on home, man. Well, I think that I think I actually think you do have a couple. Um, Things to say, Ryan, because we've got two more games this week. We've touched on them earlier. We've got the Boston Bruins on Friday night. We've got the Pittsburgh Penguins on Saturday night. And then next week they go out west for the West Coast Road trip. So let's see. Let's see what happens, man. Yep. Let's see what happens at City. Look forward to a better four check better defensive zone coverage, better special teams. But I don't think we should waste our time. We should just wait and see and come back here next week, Talking Buds podcast, and see where we are at with this hockey team. And I hope our outlook has changed. But as of right now, I highly doubt it. I feel like we are kind of going to follow the same theme all year. So let's just wait and see. I feel like we say this all the time. We always end episodes on this note, but honestly, man, 40 episodes, like... That was epic. That's crazy. Epic. It's crazy. Yeah, It's crazy that we've got to this point. Um, our numbers have increased dramatically, especially this season. Thank you um, to all you guys for downloading and for telling your friends to check us out. Um, we we really try and, and bring this to you guys every week and put together an um, entertaining show. I'm sorry that we've been, like, On the negative train the last few weeks But it's just as Ryan has said It's like it's hard to um, Keep a positive attitude these days With the way this team is performing But nevertheless we will be here every week Good or bad To discuss this hockey team That Even when they make us mad We still love Absolutely and if you disagree with anything we say Hit us up in the IG comments DM us Let's have a conversation. We want to bring more fan interaction in the show through our Instagram. Absolutely. And man, Instagram is the way is the way to contact us. We we've decided to make that our um, social media platform of choice. So if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on the IG, send us a DM comment on one of our pictures. We'll give you a shout out on the episode. Give us talking points. If you want to hear us talk about something, Lay it on us. We'd be happy to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. And we won't sewer you either. If you DM us and you just kind of want to stay chilled, anonymous, and just want something for us to talk about the show or maybe bring up an argument against us, we won't sewer you. We'll bring it up. We'll talk about it. We'll give our opinions. But 40 episodes, man, I am stoked. And we got so much more to go. Absolutely. Thank you guys for downloading. We'll see you next week.